Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. I am one of your FWBs, read reviews by Jess, or just Jess. Actually, this episode, call me Nancy, because I'm Nancy Drew. (laughs) (laughs) And I cracked the case, baby. (laughs) I don't believe you at all so but i am your other fwb booked with emily or just um and do not call me nancy because i was lost this entire book no idea what was going on at all so Um, if you're just figuring out what we're talking about or if you're still confused this week we buddy read all the dangerous things by stacy willingham And if you've been listening for a while, you know that we're not, like, super thriller girlies. Like, no. (laughs) I just, like, acquired a scar on my chin. (laughs) What the fuck? Maybe it's just from where your hand was. It looks like I sliced... Um, Anyways, that's an issue for future jazz. (laughs) I mean, I am Nancy. I'll figure it out. Um, But anyways, we're reading or we read all the dangerous things this week. And, you know, we aren't used to thrillers. So this is a fun ride for me, I think. I think I like a thriller every once in a while as like a palate cleanser. Yeah, thrillers are usually rides that I get on and then want to get off immediately (laughs) because they cause me so much stress and anxiety. But I, I mean... Once I'm strapped in and I'm, like, going up the hill and I start to go down the hill, like, I'm Mm -hmm. enjoying it. But I'm like, I can't wait to get off this fucking ride. (laughs) Right. That's how I feel. So, I guess let's just jump. Should Or no, we do the quiz first. I was going to give the summary. (laughs) Told you horses. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to do a quiz first because we haven't done one in a while, honestly. We've done a few, like, questions and stuff like that. Also, just to, like warn you all it is a tuesday um and emily and i have both had a really really long day and so if you're listening to this and you're just like what is wrong with you it's delusions it's Mm -hmm. um just a bunch of like bullshit detector is like off the charts and we just need a break but we are you know we're putting in work for all of you because you deserve it i don't want to be here at all (laughs) (laughs) okay well into the quiz (laughs) anyways okay we are taking (laughs) are you gonna clear that up and be like just kidding or no you don't i'm just kidding guys no i'm just kidding i'm excited to be here and i think i'm excited to talk about this book because i have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it so we are gonna take a quiz that is I don't see the title. (laughs) Oh, it's called... Follow Your Fears to Your Next Thriller Recommendation. Yeah. And it is by Brooke Bailey Peters. And it's actually not a BuzzFeed quiz. It's on bookriot.com. So, a little different. But question one, which of these movies has given you chills? Searching, Get Out, Knives Out, A Quiet Place, or Hereditary? Hmm. Knives Out did not give me chills in the way that you're thinking. It gave me, like, a boner because Chris Evans is in it. Okay. Yes. No, I wasn't I wasn't thinking that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, 
not not like what kind of we're not on the same yeah we're not on the same wavelength there vagina chills yes (laughs) fear chills no no um i'm also not like a big scary movie watcher but i have seen get out knives out in a quiet place and i think of all of those get out gave me the largest chills oh my god i hated that movie yeah i i hated that movie so much you have such bad taste (laughs) (laughs) what the shit (laughs) um okay (laughs) guys i wish you could have seen your face when i said that (laughs) okay i'm i'm gonna rein it in okay I'm going to go with A Quiet Place. God, that movie fucking sucked. I, I don't even really like it, to me. be honest. Trash. Garbage. You don't even deserve to be on this podcast. Your taste is so bad. <laughs> okay, next question. Which of these is most likely to make you lose sleep? Losing your wealth overnight? Someone you love disappointing you at a critical moment? Being held hostage? <laughs> A significant other acting shady or your reputation being questioned at work. Um, I'm going to say being held hostage because out of all of those, that seems like kind of more extreme. Um, Well, I don't have any wealth to lose overnight. (laughs) (laughs) Not something... That's not something I fear. Um, That's fair. I guess a significant other acting shady. Yeah, I would go with that one. Okay, so if you're listening, feel free to hold her hostage because it won't affect her at all. Honestly, at this point, just take me away from real life. Hold me hostage in a basement. Honestly, I'm being kept up at night from not being held hostage. No, knock on wood. Please don't hold me hostage. I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. okay. Moving on. What are What are you most afraid of? People in costumes like clowns, the mm-hmm. unknown, master manipulators, losing control, or being framed for something. Oh, I'm my afraid God. of being framed. That is actually one of my biggest fears besides death, being framed for something. Like, I have had this fear as a child that someone's going to plant evidence in my vehicle and I'm going to jail. (laughs) Okay, I literally, I was just at Kava with my friend and I went to the bathroom and I put my hair up and I was like, oh my God, I hope I didn't lose any hair on the floor and then someone's going to get murdered here and they're going to find my hair and they're going to think I did the crime. So I'm like searching for my hair in the bathroom. Oh my God, we need to go to therapy. (laughs) Okay. Oh my God. Okay. What kind of setting intrigues you where the character grew up and is returning to after a time away? Domestic settings where you'd least expect something to go wrong. Remote areas with caves, graves, and eerie mist. Vacation hotspots or creepy old mansions. I'm going to go with domestic settings where you'd least expect something to go wrong because I think that relates to this book. Yeah, so I think that's that perfect. One. I think I'm actually going to say vacation hotspots just because I recently binged White Lotus and 
that's not like a thriller i would say at all but it is like got a little bit of a mystery aspect and it was a vibe okay Okay, so totally unrelated but (laughs) (laughs) okay who would you call on to help you survive if you were the main character in a thriller someone to forge a passport get the fuck out of dodge that's for sure um I trust no one. The hot neighbor, mm. my family, or let's let's just call in the professionals. And I don't yeah. know if they mean the police or like hitmen. So Ooh. take that as you will. Okay. I'm gonna say the hot neighbor because maybe we can fuck before I get murdered. Just kidding. You know what, I'm Jess? married. I'm gonna say let's call in the professionals. <laughs> okay. But you know what's funny? Answer. I've read The Hot Neighbor, and my mind said the same thing. If I'm going out, let me have, like, one last orgasm, one last... Last hurrah. Yeah, last hurrah, and take me. That's it. Whatever. Um, I'm going to go with... But I'm also married. Um, so I'm going to go with someone to forge a passport. I would flee. I'd go to a country with no extradition, and I would live on a beach, just like Shawshank Redemption. Okay, that's brilliant. I think I'll try you. <laughs> okay you're having a nightmare which of the following is most likely to happen during your dream your teeth fall out you lose something important you receive an anonymous threat someone you love has turned into a zombie you're trying not to drown um my teeth fall out and i say that because i dream about that not like a lot but like Uh i've definitely had dreams where like my teeth fall out And I don't know if it's something subconscious because this one time in college, my roommate and I got high and I literally (gasps) was sitting on my bed and I was like, oh my God, Sid, I don't have teeth. My teeth are gone. My teeth are gone. And I never got high after that again. Oh my God. The one time I got high, the one and only time I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't tell if it was real life or not. And so I was (laughs) hysterical. I couldn't tell if it was real life or I was dreaming. So I was hysterically sobbing and then I would stop sobbing and just crack up. <laughs> honestly, I think about that night often and what a, what a riot, honestly. I didn't see this on the list as an option, but my nightmare is that I'm still in high school and I'm in my senior year and I just like stop going to school and they're like, you need to go back to school or you're going to fail. Or, like, I keep missing classes, and they're like, you're never going to graduate if you keep missing classes and you're failing. So that would be mine. But since that's not on here, I'll say um, you lose something important. Okay. I I think that's a second. It's a close runner-up to your first related. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Um, The creepiest villains are usually the most charming impossible to locate Mm. those with power and privilege child abductors or the people you trusted i feel like if we don't say child abductors then we're kind of dicks yeah i know for sure i'm gonna say the people you trust (laughs) i was gonna say that one you tricked me (laughs) i'm gonna say impossible to locate because how are you gonna stop them if you can't find them that's true. That is a terrible thought. And they're like, gonna, I see you. And you're like, bitch, where are you? Where? I yeah, don't see like, you. <laughs> that reminds me of that one movie. Um, I totally am blanking on 
what it is called, but she's babysitting and she keeps getting like creepy phone calls. And at the very end, they're like trying to locate him. And at the very end, the cop calls and he's like, he's in the house. He's in the house. <gasps> and then she looks up and he's like literally in the fucking ceiling, like the rafters. Oh my God. I is that with Shia LaBeouf? No, that's Disturbia. This is with Minka Kelly. No, not Minka Kelly. I'm totally blanking. We'll look it up. Yeah, we'll keep you posted on that. But I'm going to go with the people you trusted. Because, like, if you trust them, you don't think they're villains. So they can Mm. infiltrate your life and just fuck shit up. I feel like you've planned to do that to someone before. I feel like we've talked about it. Or maybe that was why I said that. Yeah, I don't think I Anyways, you better watch out. Because if you fuck with us, we'll (laughs) infiltrate your life. And fuck shit up. So (laughs) Just kidding. That's not a threat. All right. (laughs) In thrillers, I tend to like boarding schools, ambiguous endings, cults, secret passageways, or morally gray protagonists. Um, none of the above. Okay. No, I would go with, I guess, morally gray protagonists just because I like morally gray in books, so. Okay, yeah. I guess I'm a slut for a secret passageway. (laughs) (laughs) They just do something to you. They just really get me going. (laughs) <laughs> I understand. I understand. Okay. I I don't understand. Okay. I won't I won't go anywhere near abandoned buildings, huge crowds, the occult, a remote <laughs> island, or a natural disaster. Did I say that right? I don't know. <laughs> Is a disaster. I don't know what that is, but I'm not going I, anywhere near that. I'm Googling if anyone knows what an occult is. O C C U L T. It's a supernatural or mystical. Yeah. Involving or, or relating to supernatural, mystical, or magical powers. So, okay. Okay. I'm not going near. I'm not going in. A, I'm not going in a huge crowd. Yeah, I have a very big fear of huge crowds. <laughs> My husband and I actually tried to go to the movies this weekend, and we went in, bought our tickets, was waiting in line to get some popcorn, and I looked at Tim, and I was like, I don't think we can do this. Like, we have to go home. And he was like, I was waiting for you to say that, because I just, I get real freaked out with, like, strangers around me. Okay. Did you get the Anyways, popcorn at least? No, the line was, like, a mile long. We did get our tickets, like, paid for them, and we ended up giving them away. But I didn't – I wanted a slushie and a pretzel, so I'm pissed. But um, I'm going to go with abandoned buildings. They've always creeped me out. It's fair. Okay. Which of these – oh, no, no, no. It's your turn. Sorry. Which of these books chilled you to the bone? The Girls by Emma Klein – Bird Box by Josh Mallerman, The Changeling by Victoria or Victor Laval, Lakewood by Megan Giddings, or One by One by Ruth Rare. One by one by Ruth. One by one by Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I'm gonna say one by one by Ruth. <laughs> one by one by Ruth. <laughs> one by one by Ruth. One by one by Ruth. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to go with that because I actually know who that author is and her other books have freaked me out. Um, I've never read any of these, but I did see the Bird Box movie and that shit was creepy, so I'll go with that. Yeah, it was. Okay. My answer is leave the world behind. 
vacation, my answer disappear. <laughs> my answer disappeared too. Wait, you click so, the back arrow. And then it's click a the different answer. Mine is the same. Okay, minus okay. when when no one is watching. If you like thrillers that tackle social justice issues, the book by Alyssa Cole will leave you terrified. Dot 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 and angry. Um, my answer disappeared, but the second answer I got was also when no one is watching. So, oh my let's god, just go with that. Oh my god, we're the same. Okay, note to book riot. Can you like give us a little more time? Yeah, what the <laughs> like, hell? I'm not kind a, of a speed slow reader. reader. Yeah, we're just slow mentally today. So, I don't mm. know, not functioning correctly. Okay, all right. Well. I didn't love that one. I'll be honest. Um, I was scared. Were you scared? I was scared. Um, I thought it was great. You're just being a sad Sally because your answer went away too quickly and you didn't get the um, satisfaction of knowing which book you were. I think that's what it is. I'm just disappointed in Book Riot. I'm disappointed in myself. Book Riot, if you're hearing this, we have as much beef with you as we have with Bradley Thorne. Which is a lot. (laughs) Or none at all. But for literally no reason. (laughs) Okay. Let's get to it, guys. So, like Jess said, we buddy read All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. This is her sophomore novel, her first one being A Flicker in the Dark. Um, I like that one. That was such, like, a professional term. Her yeah, sophomore novel. Yeah, the podcast is making me grow a lot, you know what I mean? Like, I just, mm-hmm. I'm learning new words, like sophomore. Right. I never heard that before now. Yeah. So, anyways, I really liked her first book, so I was super excited to read this one. Um, So, I guess I'll just give you a little bit of background. The story is focused around Isabel, and the story starts off one year after her son was kidnapped right out of her home. There are no leads, there's no suspects, and her whole life over the past year has revolved around her literally not sleeping and trying to solve um, the case. Like, who took her son? Where is he? Is he alive? There's some other people involved. Her husband and and her are no longer together. The detective really doesn't believe her. Um, there's some flashbacks to a mystery going on with her childhood home and her sister and her parents. But that's really basically it. It's it's a dual timeline, um, and it focuses on her past and her present where she's trying to find her son, who is Mason. Yes. Kind of interesting, honestly, because you get two, two mysteries with the dual timeline, but this is a psychological thriller slash mystery. It's about 336 pages. I don't know why I said about. That's just how that went. Um, and on Goodreads, it has 4.27 out of 14.7 thousand ratings. So that's honestly, I think, a pretty good rating. Yeah. And it's newer, too. This is, I think this just released, what, this month? came out in January. Yeah, that's actually kind of crazy because I think someone had messaged us saying that it isn't even released in the UK yet. It doesn't yeah. release till February. So we apologize for that. <laughs> those, yeah, <laughs> we're sorry. Actually, I blame Emily. So yeah, no, I do take on. I was so excited to read this one. And it like we've talked about before, we both have subscriptions to Book of the Month and they do early releases and I picked this in December as my book. So I just assumed that this book was out, but it didn't come out until 
honestly, like er, the first week of January. So sorry about that if you had to rush through or if you're going to listen to this at a later date. But we're here now. Jess, what was your overall thoughts? Tell us. Did you like it? Okay. So my overall thoughts were that I really enjoyed it. I think it was a good pacing for a thriller. I didn't get bored. I... um. I really wanted to keep reading to find out what happened because I was like, everybody as per usual is suspicious. I trust no one who is responsible and where is Mason? That was like my thoughts, the whole book. Um, And I did really enjoy it. Honestly, I haven't read a flicker in the dark, but I've heard both ways that like this book was better than a flicker in the dark. And I've also heard that a flicker in the dark was better than this one. So what are your thoughts? Um, having read both, I do think all the dangerous things and take it with a grain of salt. I finished this last night, but I think that it was more memorable, the story, just because I think there was a child, being that there was a child involved and being kidnapped, you don't see that a lot in thrillers. Not that I read a lot of thrillers, but the ones I have, this was kind of new to me. It was a little darker, actually, than some other thrillers I've read because, you know, she was questioning, did she hurt her son? Is this child dead? This poor 18 month old baby. Um, but no, I really liked it. I, I disagree with Jess a little bit. I thought the beginning was slower. I thought like the first probably 50 to 60% of the book. I wanted to keep reading because I was very invested, but I couldn't sit there and binge like chapters at a time because I was kind of getting like bored with it. It just wasn't moving quick enough. But once we hit that like last, like I don't know, 30, 25%, I could not stop. I Like, I literally, Jess and I were actually FaceTiming. I was like, okay, like, I'm going to get off now because I got to go finish this book because <laughs> I, I had to know, like, how it was going to end. Um, but no, I really liked it. I literally needed a Xanax for basically all of it. I don't do well with thrillers because I don't want to read, like, I, you guys know I... I like to know how books end, but I can't do that with a thriller because it would just ruin the entire book. Like, I would never want to finish it if I knew how it ended. And so I just am so stressed the whole time. I don't trust anyone. I can't like any of the characters because every single person is a suspect. So I don't know. It's just a different reading experience for me. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you thought it was slow in the beginning. I think I was definitely hooked from the beginning. Um, And... I, yeah, I don't know. That's just my tea. But yeah. um, were you able to figure out what happened? No, I was not able to figure out. And I, at one point, I was like, it cannot Sucks be. Sucks for Isab- you because I was. I still don't believe her. But <laughs> Isabel, who is the, the main character, as you guys know, if you read this, she's the mom. It was, so she has, like, she... I guess, sleepwalks. And so she loses, like, literally hours of her life at a time and she doesn't know what she's doing. And so I feel like that was almost like a red herring where, like, Stacy put that in there because she wanted you to believe that she woke up in the middle of the night and took Mason and did something to him. And there were so many other things that she put in there, like how she saw the neighbor and he was like, you were here with your child. And, like, I don't know. It was crazy because I thought it was her. But That's how I figured it out. See, I didn't. I did not. And I, I just could not put it together. But I knew it wasn't Isabel. I said that from the beginning. I was like, it's way too obvious. Like, I just don't right. believe that it could be her. But everything was pointing to her. But I still knew it wasn't her. But I didn't know who else it could be. <laughs> yeah, literally, my husband and I were on our way to dinner. And I was telling him about the book. And... <laughs> 
I'm like, at this point, I was like, I don't know what's going on. All I know is like, um, like the girl seems suspicious because she was sleepwalking. Yeah. Isabel is who I mean by the girl. I was like, I'm also kind of suspicious of like her parents because I don't think she killed Margaret. I think maybe it was her dad. I never suspected it was her mom. I thought it was her dad. Um, okay, wait, and, we'll come back to that. Don't let me Yeah, forget. we can come back to that. And I was like, and, like, she's no longer with her husband, and he's, like, now seeing this new girl. And you know what's so weird? This is me recounting my conversation with your with my husband, so pretend you're him. You know okay. what's so weird is that... What? <laughs> <laughs> um, she's, like, also, like, hanging out with this guy who's doing a podcast on her case, and she sees her... Um, ex-husband and his new girlfriend in the street and the guy the podcast guy says oh my god like he must have a type and she's like yeah she looks like Allison and then the husband or the podcaster goes no like she looks like you and so then I was like my wheels are turning so I had two theories my first theory was that it was either Allison and she was like not actually dead because Stacy made it a point to say it was a closed casket and I thought that was weird because I feel like you don't normally have a closed casket unless, an like, overdose. something's wrong with the body, right? Yeah, so I then totally I was agree. Like, that's suspicious. And then I was like, okay, well, then it's it must be Valerie because why would they make it such a point to say, like, she looks just like you if it wasn't one of them? Yeah. No, I think that's good deductive reasoning for sure. And, like, now that you've finished the book, though, it's so obvious, right? Right. Like, you finish the book and you're like, oh, my God. Like, how did I not put that together? But I will say that I didn't find that suspicious because it was already known that Ben married Allison and mm-hmm. Isabel looked like Allison. So I genuinely just thought, like, he must have a type. Like, because it was mentioned before Valerie was introduced. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I just, I wasn't suspicious of that. Um, but going back to her parents, Isabel's parents. So I wasn't as invested in the past because I was so immersed in, like, the present in the case with Mason. But I don't know if you picked up on the past where in the very beginning she was talking about the then and she was like I saw my mom covered in blood and my dad pacing the hall so right then I immediately thought like she she gave birth and this baby died because why else would she be like covered in blood crying you know what I mean like bitch I thought she murdered someone Oh no! My I, first thought at I all. literally thought was like because then the little sister Margaret was like she said something and then she was like we're not supposed to talk about that and then I thought it was weird that she named that baby doll and the mom got like like weird every time she said Ellie and that was the sister's name that died and so like I think if I was more focused on the then I I probably would have figured out what happened because like the mom giving all those clues to the dad like how she's she's afraid to be alone with her kids and everything like that but I was so like focused on the Mason mystery that I didn't really like care to try and solve the Margaret mystery you know what I mean yeah no I totally agree and I think they made it I did not pick up on like that she had um a stillborn or whatever happened with her child I'm not sure but the baby died um yeah I didn't pick up on that at all I just thought like I clearly knew the mom was going through something but I thought she hated Isabel more than anything and was like afraid of her and was like when she was having those conversations with the dad of like I can't do this I thought she was talking about Isabel sleepwalking yes like, and I they, could see why yeah 
Yeah, they definitely made it seem like it was more of a thing throughout the entire book than it actually was. I guess, and that's kind of something that I'm still confused on, is like, was she sleepwalking? Like, was she sleepwalking back then? And was she sleepwalking now? I think, yes. So I I took it as the night that her mom drowned Margaret and tried to drown Isabel, I think Isabel was sleepwalking. Because she made a comment how she, like, didn't remember. She must have just been, like, taken out of bed and she walked down there with no memory. And, like, because she would have stopped. If she was awake, she would have stopped it. Like, she would have been aware enough to be like, Mom, no, like, Margaret, don't go in there. But she even said how she told Margaret, like, I would never hurt you. Like, I'm not dangerous. That's just a myth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I th- I think Isabel was sleepwalking that night. And then I think she was sleepwalking in the present day as well when she was watching those videos back and going into the nursery and watching Mason. That is something I wish she would have elaborated more on. I feel yeah. like she didn't really – like, clearly Isabel didn't do anything. She just went in there and then would pick Mason up and hold him. But we never learned any more about that. You know what I mean? She only did that once. The other time she just like watched him. But I guess I was confused as like, is this actually her or is this Valerie going in and like plotting? Like how, like where is the baby monitor position? Like, does it just look like her? Because she has like the same color hair, like the same build. Like, could it have been Valerie? I, I never really thought that, to be honest with you. I think that is a good thought because clearly Valerie's been in that house before. Yeah. You know, she was there when Isabel was away. But I kind of feel like I would know if it wasn't me in my baby's room. Like, watching a video, maybe? Like, you would... I don't know. Right. I, well, she had no reason to suspect it was anyone else. I mean, that's true because at that point, she didn't know about that Valerie. That they were together for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was wild. I... I definitely, I guess the first thing that surprised me was Waylon. I did not yeah. see that coming either. So Waylon ended up being, I wasn't ever suspicious of him taking Mason. I just thought that he was kind of maybe like someone to throw us off. Like I really mm-hmm. didn't, like maybe someone that was just obsessed with her. Like he was a crime podcast junkie and just like obsessed with this case. But I, I never really thought that he was. Devin's going to come vouch for me since you didn't believe me. I don't believe you. <laughs> okay for the podcast here's my husband Devin I literally told him as I discovered this I said Emily's not gonna believe me I need you to vouch for me so remember this so Devin did I solve the mystery with my help yeah we were- no you liar <laughs> talk right in- talk in the front with my help yeah we were driving to Annapolis <laughs> back up <laughs> yeah this is fine Go ahead, talk. Yeah, yeah. She did it. <laughs> she solved it. She was talking to herself when we were driving in the car. I thought I was talking to you. <laughs> or that, yeah. Or that. We were having a little conversation in the car, driving to lunch. Were you in lunch? A one-sided no, conversation. <laughs> You're really not building my case at all. See, no. He's, he's making this up on the spot. Jess did not solve this case. <laughs> I don't believe it for a second. Devin, get out of here. <laughs> Just All I remember is her solving it and saying you have to vouch for me. The rest of the day is a blur. Do you remember what I said? You, you could have said it? anything. Um, <laughs> well, you said it was, well, you said multiple things, but I don't know which one you landed on, but we were talking about it. One of the ones that I remember was like the mistress or something like that. Yeah! 
Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I remember. I remember. I was listening. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right, love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> so, I was I worried for a second there that that was... I good. was worried, too. I was like, did I dream that I discovered this? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. So once, okay, once Isabel went to Valerie's house and was like, I need to tell you about Ben. And then Valerie was like, you're not going to find the answers here. That's when I was like, this bitch knows something. And then I thought, and this is way off base, I I thought to myself that Valerie and Ben had Mason Mm -hmm. and they were actually like raising him. But then that really doesn't make any sense because like, how would they hide him forever? You know what I mean? Like Isabel still lives in the area. But did you ever at any point think that Mason was dead? Um, no. I thought that would be too dark. Um, okay, I thought the same I feel thing. Like, yeah. I feel like he do like, that would be, like, too far. And I, I, yeah. I will say I figured out, like, the whole, like, who did it. But I wasn't able to figure out where Mason was. I didn't think he was dead, but I had no idea where he was. So that's one thing that I couldn't discover. But yeah. I think... I don't know. Valerie just rubbed me the wrong way, too. Like, when she was, like, came... When Isabel went to Ben's house to, like, talk to him, I forget what she was going there for. She went... Because she was she was starting to think that it was her. Oh, so she went yes. there to say, like, Ben, like, is there something you're trying to protect me from? And then that bitch opened the door wearing his shirt. Yeah. Like, the ball's on her. And she, like, tried to, like, be in the conversation. And then she – and then Ben – fuck Ben. Honestly, he was the worst. He says – she says, who's outside? And he says, nobody. Nobody? No, Are just the joking? mother of your supposed dead child. Are you joking? Yeah. So I did – as you guys know, again, I, I always root for a romance pl- plot line. Like, I was honestly rooting for Isabel and Waylon by the end of the book. But <laughs> – in the beginning, I was so mad at Ben when he came over. Okay, that was fucked up, though. On the day of their son's one-year anniversary of being missing, mm-hmm. for him to drop over and be like, oh, like, yeah, I'll see you at the vigil. By the way, I'm dating someone else. Right. Like, what the fuck? Like, right then and there, I was like, okay, he's so shitty. Like, is he going to redeem himself? He clearly did not. But I... I Oh God, I was like, who does that? What what nerve? Yeah, I agree. And I also think there were, okay, so I really enjoyed the book, but I think towards the end, there were some plot holes. I think like, number one, it turns out Ben and Valerie have been together for two years, which, okay, Mason is 18 months old. So they were together pretty much the entire time. Yeah. And why that's weird to me is because they have all these photos from, like, all over the place in public. And it's like, Ben is on national news. So how is nobody spotting them and being like, I saw the husband out with this bitch? Number two, why is the detective not doing anything? I think she alluded to, like, the detective knew it wasn't her, but maybe thought it was Ben. Um, And I'm just like, okay, why is the detective not, like, putting a tail on Ben or, like, investigating him. Like, how did this just go unnoticed for two years? Yeah. So I guess the first point that you made, is he on TV? I thought he was just a journalist, like, just, like, behind a magazine. So I don't know if he would be, like, publicly known. But 
even not on TV, they live in the same town. So, like, Wait, no, that- I mean, Ben, like, I'm I'm pretty sure the case, like, of the kidnapping was, like, on the news and stuff. Oh, So oh, people oh, would oh, have seen uh, Ben that way. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I thought you meant for his job, like, as, like, a, like a news reporter or something like that. Oh. But, no, yeah, and they live in what it seems like a pretty small town, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, she was able he- to just drive to his house, like, she was able to drive to Valerie's house from right. Ben's house. Um, and then what's the second? Oh, the detective. You know what this made me think of? The Idaho murders. Because, so, if you're anything like me, for someone not liking thrillers, I have been so obsessed with this case. I think it's so incredibly tragic. From the very beginning, I just, my TikTok was, that's all it was, right? And the victim's parents were so angry with the detectives and the police force because they're like, you guys aren't doing anything. Like, why are you not doing anything to find this person? But I'm no Nancy Drew, but I did take criminal justice classes in college because my degree is in forensic accounting. And my professors, they were detectives on major national cases, right? And they said that this is one thing that I remember taking away. Like, detectives and police officers are always 10 steps ahead of what they put out into the public. You know what I mean? So during these Idaho murders, like, I remember thinking, like, they know who did this. Like, they are just trying to, like, put the nail in the coffin and get evidence so that when they arrest him, like, it's a done deal. And so the whole time, like, with this, I thought the detective thought it was Isabel. And so I thought he wasn't doing anything because maybe he was just waiting for, like, that last piece of evidence to be like, I got you, you're done, like, no fighting this. So maybe it was kind of like, like you said, he alluded at the end where it's like, I never really thought it was you. Maybe he always kind of thought it was a Ben situation type thing. So long-winded story. (laughs) (laughs) I think I get what you're saying. I just feel like everything... Just, like, wrapped up too cleanly. Like, even when Isabel was, um, like, investigating Waylon when he was... Number one, who just invites a stranger to live in their house with them? I guess she was, like, desperate trying to figure out this case. But, like, that's a little extreme. Agreed. But I think she was... Well, the sleeping thing bothered me. Like, there is no way this bitch just did not sleep for a year. She'd be dead. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, but anyways, like, how everything happened with Waylon, where it was, like, she woke up in the middle of the night, and he has this brief briefcase. Oh, thank God it's not locked, though. Oh, but right. now I'm going to look in his computer. Oh, thank God it's not password protected. So yeah. I'm just like, okay, that's, like, a little too easy and, like, a little too clean for me. I think that maybe because so much was going on that, like, she had to, like, give us something. Like, there had to be something easy to work with because she couldn't keep throwing plot twists in there. Like, she couldn't... Like, the story had to end at some point. You know right. what I mean? Like, eventually we had to figure it out. Um, That's true. Wait, did you think that... I was always suspicious of Ben killing Allison, but for the sole reason that I thought that he just wanted to be with Isabel. Like, I really didn't think that he was just, like, a crazy person out there killing people. But were you suspicious of that, or did you really think it was, like, a drug overdose? Accidental. No, he for sure killed her the whole time, I knew. And, okay, but that was kind of vague at the end, too, how Isabel was, like... Maybe she went into the... He dropped all these hints. He has a way of getting inside your head and making you do things that he wants to do. So maybe she did walk into the bathroom and saw those pills sitting there and knew, like, do I really want to be here? So, like, did he force them down her throat or did she take them because she felt so... Like, that was very ambiguous. I think, I think the whole thing was that Ben was 
a manipulator and like he did the same thing with Valerie like he would put these like little things into their ears and then they would convince themselves like Allison would convince herself he doesn't want this baby he doesn't want me like I'm gonna kill myself and then Valerie same thing like he doesn't want this baby he doesn't want to be with Isabella he wants to be with me he's miserable I'm gonna take the baby and get him out of this situation so that's how I took it is that he like wasn't actively involved in like murdering them but he definitely like manipulated them into doing it yeah I guess that's a good point because she did say like as Isabel like her thoughts were like they were probably laying in bed and he mentioned that the nursery batteries were out you know just like in passing so she knew that she could go in there if she wanted to and and take him so okay but also this just goes back to my plot holes um when Isabel went to confront Valerie and they got into like a scuffle. Number one, wouldn't you be like, this bitch is the only person in the world who knows where my kid is? Like, why am I even going to attempt to attack her? Number two, how did she cut her hand on the table in the scuffle? And then everybody was just like, nope, this was for sure, Ben. He's he's going to jail because we found his ring. Meanwhile, there's two types of blood at the crime scene. Yeah, none of them are Ben's. (laughs) Um, So I actually hated that part. I think we needed 10 more pages on the scuffle, on how she died, what she did to clean up the mess. Like, it's literally like, I tackled her onto a table and two days later I woke up in my house. So... For two days, Ben didn't try and get in touch with Valerie for two days. Like, I thought that was, like, the biggest part of the book where I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's let's come back a little bit. Um, but I think that how she related, how, how Stacey, I think, kind of got away with that is how she said, like, De- De- Detective Dozier or whatever his name is, knew that I was the one that killed Valerie, but he wanted to believe that it was Ben. Just... The same way in the past, how she said that detective knew that Margaret didn't just walk into that pond. Like, there was something else going on, but he wanted to believe that it was simply just an accident. So, like... Which is, like, a little sketchy, but... Yeah, like, not okay at all. <laughs> but I think that was Stacy's way of kind of explaining that away. Like, it, right. I don't... Like, they knew something more was going on, but I think they were just so relieved to, like, finally get Ben and, like... I don't know. Maybe you have an answer. Yeah. So, yeah. But you would think, like, no, never mind. That's too real. I was going to say, like, if that ever came to light, that, like, they just found his signet ring, but there was two types of blood, their careers are over. questions. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) They're going to be in jail right next to Ben. And Isabel. Everyone's going to jail. Literally. I will say, too, though, I think that there were a lot of characters that were put in there to throw you off. Like, Casey, like, the um, her old co-worker mm. that, like, invited her to drinks a few times. I thought, is Ben having an affair with Casey? Because she was just, like, this random girl. Like, she was pretty and she worked with them. You know what I mean? Like, did she right. have a vendetta against Isabel because Isabel's the one that ended up with Ben? You know? So, like, I was suspicious of her for a few minutes. And then what else I couldn't figure out, and again, Stacy kind of explained this way at the end, is if that old man saw Isabel, in quotes, with her baby, why would he not go to the cops and say, I saw it, like, she was the right. last one, I saw him. 
And so how she explained it away, though, was they were both felons. and That was so I, dumb. That that was a little far-fetched. I mean, the whole story was obviously, right, it's it's fiction. But that was, a, like, I wish there would have been another explanation for that. Like, I wish the dad maybe had Alzheimer's and so they wouldn't have believed him anyways. Or just, like, something different than that. Like, I didn't like that. Right. Like, do an anonymous tip. Yeah, or the the homeowner, say you saw it. Don't even tell him your dad's living there. I just thought, like, that was too easy of, like, a way to to wrap that piece up. Like, I just, I didn't like that. But I do think it was crucial to the story to have someone see Isabel, again, in air quotes, with her child. You know, to make Isabel start having, like, those doubts. Like, oh, my God, I, I killed my child type thing. Did you ever think that Ben, like, acted alone? Like, were you ever suspicious that he kidnapped Mason? I wasn't because, again, I just thought it was too easy. Like, I I just thought being suspicious of Isabel and Ben was just so obvious. But then I started guessing myself where I'm like, wait, is this reverse, reverse psychology? Like, is it that simple? But I, I never really was focused on him, to be honest with you, until... Waylon was like, the intruder did not come from outside. Yeah. Like, there is no evidence of that. And I was like, okay, so it has to be Isabel or, or Ben. Turns yeah. out it was neither of them. But, like, that's when I started thinking, like, what the fuck? Like, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what did it for me is, like, I was always, like, a little bit suspicious of – like, she was an unreliable narrator for sure. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. normal to be like, okay, like, did you do this? I don't know. Um so I was always, like, a little suspicious, but I agree with you. Like, that seems too easy. I was suspicious of Ben after he was like, okay, like, it came from the killer was inside the house. The killer's inside the house sort of thing. Oh, God. Um, Don't say I, I'm home alone right now. I'm literally no, like, oh, my no, God. Really there. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mini golden doodles here. <laughs> literally. She'll bark, though. She'll she will. tell you. She which will. is another, like, way they knew that the killer came from inside the house is because of their dog. Like, he never barked. Like, he never alerted that anything was amiss. So that's a good call out. I kind of forgot about that. But, like, she did drop little hints like that throughout the book that like I thought maybe like oh that's weird but then forgot about it but then at the very end it's like a puzzle literally coming together like that's I think why I struggle with thrillers and mysteries because I I do I get anxious and I think that that's how you know also though like this was a good book because I think that that was probably her intent writing a thriller or mystery like she wants the reader on the edge of their seat and trying to figure out and not being able to figure out and then at the very end still being like what the fuck like my heart was beating so so fast during those last pages when she was in Valerie's house I was like oh my god they're gonna find Mason (laughs) no I agree I think one thing or there's two things that we didn't really talk about. Number one is that Waylon um, was Allison's brother, which we kind of just like glazed over. But um, so he is trying to figure out the murder of his sister and what happened there because he doesn't believe that she overdosed. So I thought I was shocked when I found that out. Like I and no, I thought he was creepy because I was like, okay, this seems, like, too convenient. Like, he finds her on the plane, and then he, you know what I mean? Um, But I never expected it to be that. I didn't either. I I don't think, I never thought it was coincidental that he just randomly sat down by her on a plane. I mean, a podcast, a crime podcast host sits down to a mother who's trying to solve a mystery. Like, that's, that's not a coincidence. I did think that was planned. 
And like I said, I thought maybe he was just obsessed with her, obsessed with the story. But I never in a million years thought that he was the person saying, Ben, are you out here? Like that, when she dropped that, I was like, oh my God. Like I never saw that coming. Literally. No, I thought that was, I think the whole Ben and Allison and like him, this is getting off track, but him cheating, but not cheating, like emotionally cheating with Isabel and then his wife turns up dead. Like at no point were you like, this is really suspicious as Mm -hmm. Isabel, like at no point. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm not sure what she was thinking there. I think I would be (laughs) suspicious, right? Like, I don't know. But I also, too, think that every major plot line, Stacey literally hinted at. Like, at the – but I did not pick up on it until the end. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Like, she gave us all the evidence we needed. It's literally like that game that we played, like, the murder at whatever. And, like, that mystery box that Tim and I did. Like, you have all the evidence in front of you, and you just can't piece it together. And, like, that's – I wrote that literally in my notes. I was like, I feel like I'm trying to solve a crime, and I have everything I need to know in front of me, but I just can't figure it out and it's so frustrating to me but I think she gave you the information like even at the very beginning when they met at the oyster bar she was telling him about this new job and he was like oh let's not talk about work and then he you know he just suddenly leaves like I don't know I feel like we've read enough books where maybe I should have been like I bet that's gonna be her boss (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like I don't know yeah no I was that was that part was weird too like I kissed him I just kissed him and then I I left. I don't know. That was weird. But I get it. Also, how crazy. Also, Ben sucked. Ben sucked big time because, number one, she was, like, so excited about this job and, like, was, like, this is her dream job, whatever. And then he, like, basically is, like, we'll figure it out. Okay, but us figuring it out is that you have to quit. Is you quitting. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then she's, like, oh, my God, I have this opportunity to travel and do all this research. And he's, like, you have a son. But then her doing that is I'm going to cheat on you and kidnap your son. (laughs) I – I think they both kind of suck, to be honest with you. I think Ben was, like, just a worse person, like, just manipulative and awful. But I don't think that we should let it go that Isabel thought she killed her sister entire life and held that to herself. Was having an affair with a married man who was also her boss and trying to say it was an affair because they weren't physical with each other. And then trapped her husband into having a baby. I mean, Isabel definitely had some, like... Oh, did she? Yeah, she flushed her birth control. She locked herself in the bathroom and flushed her birth control down the toilet. He didn't want kids. No, that was Isabel. He did not want kids. Yeah, so Isabel literally tricked him into having a baby because she felt him slipping away. Like, he was never home. He was, like, she was, like, maybe I'm crazy to think four years into marriage that, like, we would still be hot and heavy. But, like, he was really slipping away from me. And so she even said, like, I know... Oh, that's Lily. Hold on a second. Lily, no. Hey. Well, I told everybody that if someone was breaking into Emily's house, Lily would alert everybody. And so that's probably what's happening here. So I'll give it a couple seconds and we'll see if she actually returns. But um, in the meantime, let me serenade you. It's the... Eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight, rising up to... (laughs) I was serenading the people. I want to finish that thought because I think that was a good 
point that I was saying. But she even I'll said, be the judge of that. "Yeah, well, you didn't even know what happened." So. <laughs> But she even said at one point, she was like, I know that it's desperate for people or, like, young or married people to, like, try and think that a baby's going to fix all their problems. But she was like, you don't know what it's like to feel your marriage slipping through your fingers. So you do make that, like, last-ditch effort. And I was like, this bitch is crazy. (laughs) Like, she's obsessed with Ben. That's a good point. I totally fucking missed that part. But, yeah, she's crazy, too. I don't think anybody in this book other than Waylon... (laughs) and mason yeah we're sane so i was just gonna say i thought her parents were really fucked up which i mean they were stacy never tried to say that they weren't but like her parents let her believe that she basically killed her sister for her entire life and they're like oh my god why would you ever think that why would you ever think that way like your daughter was a sleepwalker she woke up found wet clothes everywhere and then you had her lie to the police like what else did you think that she was gonna think and then to just like not have a relationship with her just like pretend she didn't exist yeah that was so fucked up i also think that did you ever suspect that the parents kidnapped mason i did not but now that you said that earlier and i guess like maybe to replace margaret you know yeah that's what i was thinking i was thinking that she actually did kill margaret at one point and so like they kidnapped mason after like to get that back to to like i don't know pay her back or like have that baby now so that was one of my theories also but i think i totally agree with you and i also think like she was just so accepting of what happened like i totally get that the mom was like in postpartum psychosis but like also like they murdered or she murdered your sister and then your dad covered it up and you're just like, chill, like, I'm going to just go take a nap. Right. And I, I think that went back to him being like a prominent senator. Like, you know what I mean? They couldn't tarnish his name by his crazy wife, you know, murdering their daughter. I don't know. I think that every character, and I think that's very typical in a mystery or thriller, is very flawed. Like, there's really not one character that you're rooting for. You're, at least me. I'm skeptical of everyone. Literally everybody. Like, I just, I don't trust anyone, but I I did like it. I really did. I, um, I think we talked about some things that annoyed us, but I, there were really short chapters, which I liked. They were super easy to, like, fly through the chapters, which was nice, especially in the beginning, because, like I said, I kind of just had to, like, walk away at some points because I felt like it was dragging a little bit, um, And I do like her writing style. I thought the same thing about A Flicker in the Dark. I really like the way she writes. I think it's easy to understand. I think it flows nicely. And the plot twist. I didn't see any of it coming. Literally not a single thing. So she got me. She job well done, She got you. (laughs) I think for me, I too, I liked it. Um, I think it was a good pacing for me. I was engaged the whole time. I was flipping the pages, wanting to see what happens next. I think it was super bingeable. Um, I also really liked the past and present, the split timeline. I liked that it was kind of like solving like two slash three mysteries being like what happened to Margaret, what happened to Mason and what happened to Allison. I think she definitely got me with like some of the twists. Like I didn't see her parents being the ones to kill Margaret. I didn't see Waylon um, being related to Allison and like trying to find that case. 
or solve that case. So yeah, overall, like I think it was enjoyable. I just think towards the end, there were definitely some plot holes for me that I felt took away from it being a five star. Yeah, no, I agree. I guess that's a good point. So out of five stars, as you guys know, I rate my books. So I would give this um, probably four stars. If you're looking at my rating guide, that means I really, really enjoyed it. There are a couple things that bothered me throughout the story, but overall, it was a solid read that I would recommend. I will probably remember the characters and think about it every so often. So Mm -hmm. I would recommend this to people who like thrillers. I don't think that I'll obsess over it, but I feel like maybe once I have kids... I'll be afraid if I'm sleepwalking and then think about this book. So <laughs> I think in my experience, I think it's so hard for me to rank a thriller five star. I don't know if I ever have. I also don't read a ton of thrillers. I actually have read. I read. I think I read Pretty Girls Five Stars by Karen Slaughter. That shit was fucked up. Don't read that. You literally begged me to read that one. And now I'm like, maybe no. <laughs> well, unless you're like, you can handle it. But there is a lot of like fucked up stuff in there um but i would put this at like a 3.75 to no i'd give it 3.5 to 4 um i think i really enjoyed it while i was reading it but then like after i was like reflecting and i was talking to another bookstagrammer reading with beans and we were just kind of like kept building on each other about it and after that i was like oh shit yeah there's like a lot of stuff that like I didn't catch while I was reading that actually, like, I didn't love. So yeah, I'd land at, like, maybe a 3.75 is a fair score. I agree. And I think that it's kind of – that's what's happening to me as we talk about it. Like, I really <laughs> – since I – I literally finished it last night, and so I haven't talked to anyone about this book. And so talking to her now and kind of, like, bouncing my ideas off her and she's kind of telling me things, I'm like, yeah, like, that's true. In my rating guide, I'm really trying to stick to it. I didn't do a three and a half rating, but I think if I would have, it would have landed between a three and a half and a four, too. Because I wouldn't say that I really, really enjoyed it. I would say that I just really enjoyed it. That's fair. Okay. (laughs) I think, yeah, I'm proud of you for sticking to your ratings. I think, honestly, we should read more thrillers because I think our best conversations happen when we're talking about thrillers. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Guys, let us know if you agree. I feel like Jess, so I think I've mentioned this before, Jess edits the, the episodes. And I feel like whenever we talk about thrillers, you really don't have to edit that much because it's no. a very smooth conversation. <laughs> I feel like there's just more to talk about. Romances are just, I feel like there's kind of just a guide for, for and. You know, what's funny? We just talked to Candy Steiner, and she said that. Which was such a great episode, you guys. Oh, my gosh. It was phenomenal. She was amazing. She's so amazing. She has a surprise for you guys. You're absolutely going to just fall in love with her. I. She was so amazing. But she even said that as a romance writer, she sometimes can find romance books being so predictable because there's just a mold, right? Like, you you do know what's going to happen. Like, if it's a romance, it's a happy ever after. Like, that's what makes it a romance. And so I think that there's sometimes just not as much to talk about, you know, because, yeah. like, crazy things aren't happening, like babies being stolen and, you know, sisters <laughs> being murdered. Um, so I agree. We should read more thrillers for sure. Yeah, I think we should. I've also been more like in a, like a, I will say like a thriller slash like contemporary fiction mood lately. Like I think we talked about this before. I'm never saying goodbye to my smut era, yeah. but I'm just like taking, I'm making more space for other books. So I am down to read more thrillers if you are. 
I am. And it's funny you say that because I was updating my reading tracker last night and I was looking at like January and I really am just all over the fucking place. I have (laughs) a whole series of romance and then I have a fantasy and then I have a thriller and then I have a cowboy romance. Like I am, but it's it's been such a fun reading month and I think that I'm not sick of anything because I am just like, I'm getting different genres and stuff, you know, like I'm not focusing on like just just smut or like steamy romance. Nothing wrong with that at all, but it it's been fun to kind of dabble in other genres. Yeah, I agree. I think I've been like in the mood to like challenge myself with reading, which is why I did the ch- 12 book challenge this year because I want people to push me out of my comfort zone because I feel like so much of 2022 was all smut and romance, which is totally fine. And I will always revert back to that. But it was it's been nice to kind of get out of that for a little bit. I'm currently reading Mad Honey by Jodi Picoult. And it's so good. You have to read it. I did order it. And I'm mad because Amazon sent me one and Amazon books never have stickers on the front. But for some reason, this one did. Mine does too. Like a barcode sticker. Oh, no. And I got that residue on it, so I have to get that off. But I am excited to read that one. And it's funny because Jodi Picoult has been around forever. Like, she is, like, she's not a new author by any means. So it's kind of cool to see her, like, new book making, like, a come Not a comeback, but having such, like, a prominent yeah. release, you know? I think her past two have, because Wish You Were Here, I feel like, got a lot of hype as well. Um, and I've heard really good things about that one. I think both of them are, like more serious and somber a little bit like I've heard you'll cry at both of them so just be prepared but we got a little off track there what's our bookmark this week actually I'm gonna pick the bookmark yes you pick it because I don't know bookmark what was the name oh this is a tough one what was the name of Isabel and Margaret's sister that died Oh, that is a good one. That's a toughy, tough, tough. Yeah. And just so you guys know, everything that we ask you for bookmarked is mentioned in the episode. We may only yeah. say it once, but we're we're not tricking you. It's We've said it. It's in there. Yeah. So. Emily said it. Yeah. Because I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She's like, who? Who's that? Yeah. Who? I don't know her. What's happening next week, Emily? I'm so excited for you all to listen to this episode because I think it's great. I'm so excited for you all to listen to Candy's episode because I know that it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. But next week's episode is beyond exciting. Yes. Next week's episode, we are having our first guest author on the podcast, and it is none other than Tessa fucking Bailey. So definitely get excited. I actually have not even listened to the episode yet, and so I'm going to listen to it with you guys. (laughs) We'll see. <laughs> but I'm really excited. She gives us some tea. She definitely yeah. she was so easy to talk to. She's very, very chill. Um, so I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited too. I'm super excited. Check out our TikTok at Friends with Books Pod, same as our Instagram name. I'll be posting some like teaser trailer episode or videos on TikTok of our conversation with Tessa. I might also post them on Reels if Emily lets me. She sometimes gets mad at me because they mess up the aesthetic of the feed. So she'll probably just hide them if anything. (laughs) As you guys know, I care very much what my profile looks like. So if Emily lets me post them, I'll post them there. But I'll definitely post them on TikTok. No, that's great. Okay. 
Well, I guess we can say that we are friends with all the dangerous things. If you like this episode, as always, go follow us over on Instagram at friendswithbookspod, and that's where we post all of our upcoming episodes, our buddy reads, our segments. We have not released our February buddy reads yet, so that'll probably be next week's episode. So if you don't have Instagram, stay tuned for that. I think you guys will be excited. There, There's some good ones, and it's the month of love, so... It is the month of love. It won't be in next week's episode because we are... It's already recorded. The episode's already recorded and we didn't have our picks yet. So we'll just tell you, um, we are reading X's and O's by Amy Leah. That'll be our first buddy read in February. And then Make It Sweet by Kristen Callahan. And that'll be the second buddy read. Yep. And Make It Sweet is on Kindle Unlimited. So you can get started on that one. And I think that X's and O's, that's not on Kindle Unlimited, but it's on Amazon. So you can get it there. And if you slide into Bookmarked, maybe that will be one of the books you can win. Maybe. All right. Uh, In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a written review because we do check them and they make our hearts happy. Also, continue to tag us in your stories as you're listening. I was telling Emily, I'm, I'm sure you want this episode to just be over, but I was telling Emily, I was like, Emily do you realize that people are just like listening to us while they drive to work or like while they walk their dog? That's so insane to me and I'll never get over it. Someone commented and said they were, shout out to you. I don't know your handle, but they said they were listening to our podcast while they were training for a half and a full marathon. So like that you, the fact that you people are choosing, like (laughs) (laughs) the fact that people are choosing and like finding enjoyment and listening to us is like, mind-boggling i'll never get over it and thank you so much it is it's definitely a very humbling moment like it's it's very cool and very surreal and we're thankful for you guys so that's all we got for you bye see you later